Hold on. I think something might be wrong. Oh, well, that's not good. No, everything seems to be okay, I think. We're good. Beautiful. Welcome to the Dan and Jordan Show, right here on gradio.ca. Edmonton's best local station. It is time for some more fun on Saturday with Dan and Jordan. Yeah, we're going to have a whole barrel of fun. If you measure your fun in barrels, some people measure it in heaps. Well, when you think about it, though, they also say a barrel of laughs. So I'm not sure what the conversion rate is from... Barrels of fun of to barrels of laughs? Yeah. Probably one to one, I would think. Assuming they are in the same sized barrel. Don't be confused by when you do a trade with someone and they're like, I'll give you a barrel of oil for a barrel of gold. Oftentimes, those barrels are of different sizes. I've been fooled by that more than once. So it's just something to watch for. We guarantee the barrel of fun, as we said. We don't guarantee a barrel of laughs because I'm not 100% comfortable saying they're one-to-one yet. I don't know. And we never guarantee the size because we don't control the size of our barrels. That's the market, a free market. They just come tumbling out and whatever happens, happens, all right? Sometimes the barrels are big, sometimes the barrels are small. You either jump over them or you get hit by them. And quite frankly, I would recommend getting hit because these are pretty fun barrels. Yeah, they break apart very easily on your body and they don't do a lot of long-term damage. You're going to get some. Coming at that speed, those barrels are going to be like, wham, wham, wham. You're going to be like, oh, I'm surprised how little injury I've suffered is what you're going to say. You know, I would say this. Those barrels have hurt me less physically than some things have hurt me emotionally. Some things, things happen in your life. Did you lose your keys for your car? You're stranded there on the street. Wham, wham, wham. I know. That's You're devastating. Devastated. Devastated. Crushes you. But then a friend comes with a barrel of fun. Yeah. You hits right you up. with it. Perks you right up. You're like, oh, that wasn't as bad as losing my keys. Life's looking up. A lot of people these days say having fun is, you know, kind of taboo. Not something you should do all the time. You want to limit that fun. But I'm a big proponent of maximizing fun. You want to have fun every single day. Yeah. But if you had fun every single day, then nothing would be fun, though. So I understand that, you know, you want to lighten the mood and think that everything's a party. If it's a party all the time, then it's not a party at all, is it? Well, I don't know. I spend my time mostly going from party to party. Yes, that is true. And in the car on the way to the new party, I am blasting techno music to keep the party going. Drinking. There's margaritas. Dancing. A little bit of dancing. I don't usually dance at these parties. It's more of a, you know, like a head nod. It's still a dance. You're still moving. If you're always dancing, then are you really dancing? That's not exactly really. the theory, right? No. No, that's, that's not the theory. It's like if you're always walking, then you're never really walking. You're just kind of in neutral. That's what I'm trying to say, you know? You're saying I kind of put the party on cruise control a little bit. Just because most of the car parties I have, I kind of put it on cruise and let the car do most of the work. You've gone to eight after parties, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. Think about this. If you've been partying the entire time, you haven't really gone to eight after parties, have you? You've just gone to one party. Just one. It hasn't been eight because the party's never stopped. Well, you have given me something to consider there. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess there's no way to really tell where one party stops and one party starts because it's kind of just all one constant. We cut to this guy on a date. Uh, so we're... Uh... We're having fun on this date. I'm excited to go somewhere after this. I know you're oh. thinking that you want to keep going to the party, but what about we go back to the restaurant? Have another restaurant? meal. Yeah. Another meal. 
And how would we know when one meal started and one meal stopped? Well, I mean, we'll have a little something on the way, you know, a snack. Just a nice snack. I put a couple of uh, treats in my pocket here when the waiter wasn't looking. Okay, that's good use of party food. But we'll I'm have with to, you on that. We'll have to leave the party, though, to go to the back to the restaurant. But there'll be a party in my car, right? Like, I'll be blaring the techno, the margaritas. Okay. You know, one hand on the wheel with the cruise control on. <laughs> margaritas in the car. I mean, it's one thing if you're going to eat a bun. You want a dinner roll? I brought one of those you can chew. How is a dinner roll I'll in any way you. comparable? I could feed you while you drive. You're asking me to make a big life change here. A life change? Yeah, to go from partying all the time to, you know, eating all the time. Well, you don't have to eat all the time. I mean... I'm all for blurring the lines between when parties start and whatever, but I'm not sure I'm on board for blurring those lines between meals just yet. I like to have a distinct lunch, a distinct dinner, and a distinct breakfast in my day. And yes, that is the order in which I eat my meals. Because I'm up all night with the after parties. You know, you go to a Denny's or something first thing in the morning, get your breakfast. You're Obviously, you got the boom box there. This entire time, Margaritas. I, you were slightly nodding your head every yeah. time I was talking. I thought you were agreeing with me. Have you been dancing? Yes, this I've entire- been dancing constantly. Instead of nodding at my statements? Is that not why you noticed me? I thought you noticed me because of my great dancing skills. Wow. I see that. Was that a bun? Yeah. Yeah, it was a bun. Listen, you're not supposed to have buns in your stomach without alcohol in there. That's what I've learned. A lot of people say when you drink, you should eat bread. Because so. I could party just a little bit. Right. Thank you. Thank you. And I'll tell you what. I'll have a roll on the way to the next party. Well, I've still got one in my pocket, so. Okay. So we'll compromise, okay? One week later. I feel like I'm finally starting to see things. <sighs> yes, you finished that soda well. That was you drinking a soda and not... Sucking on a bong. If anybody were passing by and they only heard the sounds that were emanating from this conversation, if they didn't, couldn't see what we were doing, that's what they might think. The only time I smoke is when I smoke meats, such as these salamis, which I have prepared, um, which will be delicious. A, a chartreuse. Is that what it's called? I'm not, fa- I'm not French or fancy. I think it might be a French word. It's a bunch of meat on a plate. Listen, okay, I've sacrificed one party a week for you in this week, and it's been very tough. I don't know if I can go without Wednesday parties anymore. Because then the party chain is unbroken. Suddenly I know where my parties are starting and stopping. Do you take this relationship seriously? Of course. I mean, I see you nodding your head, but I'm just not sure. I know you're saying, of course, but I don't know if that's just the dance of language. Okay, listen, I know it's Thursday, and I am technically at a party right now, but... Yes, I am still agreeing with you, okay? I'm still saying yes, the relationship is important, even though I am dancing as well, being efficient. It's also important to me, so you may notice that I'm down to party a little more than... I've noticed that, and I appreciate that. in the past, so... And I've eaten breakfast, brunch, and lunch as one meal for you, and I'm not partying Wednesdays anymore. I'm trying to make it work, but finding out when the parties start and when they stop, it's just like, whoa, I- I'm partying too much. Like, there's way too much partying going on. I feel like my whole being has been rocked, you know? When I had that all-the-time party feeling, I didn't feel that way at all. Just like, yeah, the party's going, baby. No time to sit back and think about that. It's just like, I'm on to the next party. The party's pumping. The margaritas are flowing. I'm driving to the next destination, and bam, off we go. I hear you. And when I was eating all the time, it was like, oh, man, I'm just not even thinking about it. Everything's just going in, 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 in. Constant satisfaction, constantly full. Right. And always, you know, always content. And then I took a break from that. And I, I saw the light. I was like, wow, there's actually a party going on, not just a buffet. Not just a buffet, and usually the buffet is where the party is at. Maybe we can't be together because we just changed one another too much. 
Maybe I need to party every day. I'm going back to taking Wednesdays as party days. Okay. okay. All right. And I'm taking Hungry Hungry Mondays back as well. I actually found it weird when you stopped eating all day Mondays. I thought, whoa, this is, we're just coming off the weekend, first day of the week. It's the hardest day of the week. It's going to be really tough. Very tough. I will be your partner from now on. Uh, but I want you to just treat me like any other partner that you may have had in the past. All right? We're both dentists here. I'm here for you. Okay? Now, ever since I started pairing up dentists, people's teeth have been getting a lot better. I've seen your results. It's undeniable. So, I know that... This is just an unusual change for me. I mean, in addition to being, you know, a pretty good dentist in my own right, I'm not used to having my partner be... Well, I, is it okay if I say the type of animal you are? Is It's perfectly fine. I'd like you to acknowledge it, actually. Okay, well, I'm not totally used to, you know, a chimpanzee being my partner. And okay. that's totally fair. Most of my partners in the past have been, you know, larger baboons, a couple of bonobos in there. But listen, I've just heard a lot of bad things about chimp dentists. It's true. We have the strength to rip a man apart. Exactly. With our bare arms. And yes, my ancestors probably would have been cannibals. And I'll concede that I can see how extreme strength would help with removing teeth if they needed to be removed. Exactly. I will concede that. And your results do speak for themselves. Okay, I can't really say anything about your results. No, I'm not saying that uh, it should be distracting for you. I'm just saying treat me like any other dentist, you know? My diet's going to be a little different. Right, that's what I was going to say next. I, I'm I not found a banana wear... peel on the floor, okay? I understand that you're a chimpanzee, and you normally don't use the litter bin. The jungle, you just let things fall, I get it. But we're in a dentist's office here now. I think you know that. You've been a dentist long enough. Trying to give you the benefit of the doubt here. You've never enjoyed a banana? Of course I have. I love bananas. I brought bananas in for you because I knew you were coming in today, even though I thought, is this wrong? Should I not be giving bananas to a chimpanzee? Is this a stereotype that they eat bananas? I actually have a diverse diet. I eat a lot of nuts, uh, grasses that grow naturally. I tried bamboo for a while, but uh, that relationship did not work out. Turns out chimpanzees and pandas are not meant to be together. That's not something I would ever have guessed about chimpanzees. So it's it's good in that right to have you here. But listen, I got one other kind of fear. I, I hear that, you know, chimpanzees fling their feces around. It's true. It's true. That's what I thought. Chimpanzees do do that. I didn't want to come in here and blame you for what happened in the bathroom. I thought, you know, maybe it was a little kid or something. Are you assuming that that was my poop on the wall and my banana peel on the floor? I was trying not to assume it. It could have been when anybody. When it was just the poop, it was like, okay, this could be a kid. The banana peel enters the picture. It's like, it's getting really hard not to believe it's the new chimpanzee in the office. I know it's easy to blame the chimpanzee for the one to be blamed for these things. Perfectly natural reaction, right? I, even though I am a creature of the jungle, do not behave like a creature of the jungle. I'm I am a dentist, sir. And your I'll results even... are amazing. Gary, let me just use your name. Thank Gary. you. You don't have to say it with derision like that. Just Gary, you know? We can All be right. friends here. You be Gary. And you can call me by my name, too. I don't mind that. Mr. Buttons? Mr. Buttons. Okay. Exactly. All right. You don't prefer Dr. Buttons? That's that's fine. I Dr. Buttons strange, is my but... father. Okay. 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 I'm, I'm sorry. I'm Mr. Buttons. I didn't know that your father was Dr. Buttons. He was. Famous dentist, Dr. Buttons. I didn't want it to be about who you know. I actually went to school under 
Dr. Buttons. He taught me everything I know about dentistry. So, so this explains everything. Wow. So you, my dad taught you. Yeah. And probably this is why he said just blame me for everything. Doesn't that like was, that I'm in the family business. That was actually one of the biggest things of his teaching style. He'd walk in and be like, now remember class, the first thing I want to instill in you is never trust a chimpanzee dentist. And I thought it was weird because he's a chimpanzee famous dentist. And then he'd often add, you know, except for me, of course. Of course. He'd add that. And I was like, well, it seems weird. But if the if Dr. Buttons is saying this, and I've been very stringent. I've made sure that, you know, gibbons have come through here. Macaques have come through. I'm all fine with all that. It's just, this you know, is, chimpanzees. This is, you're the first one. This all goes back to a dinner we had where he got very upset. He got home one night. Dinner was prepared for him. And unfortunately, we got hungry. We ate it before he got home. Oh, my. And he looked at us all and he said, oh, I see everyone had dinner. Except for me, of course. I didn't have dinner, so that's that. That was the interaction that caused him to hate all chimp dentists? Yeah. Wow. He hated chimpanzees for eating his dinner. Your father was a very principled man. He was. He stuck to it. Much like that poo stuck to the wall in the bathroom. Did you throw it? Are are you kidding me? No, I'm just asking. I would never throw poo. Okay. Look, let me take you to the cafeteria. Get you a cup of joe on me. Okay, well, that sounds really nice. I just want to say I'm sorry about all this. You know, I never meant to offend. I'm just, like I said, I'm new to having chimpanzees in the office. and I can't hold it any longer. No. Oh, my God. What? Okay. I'm... I know what it looks like. It looks like I just threw my feces. I was going to say, it's really going to be hard to blame this on someone else. You know, I was looking right at it when it came out. I saw it come out. Okay. Okay. I couldn't hold it any longer. I had to do it. It's a natural function. Maybe your father was right. You're telling me you've been a dentist all these years and you've never had an office poop? I've never pooped intentionally in the office, no. Then you haven't been properly initiated into dentistry. It's a tradition. Every dentist poops in the office. At least in my family. Dr. Buttons pooped in the office? Of course Dr. Buttons pooped in the office. Oh my god. He was a chimpanzee. Did he extract teeth with his, you know, his chimpanzee hands as well? Yes, he did. Just ripped him right out. Ripped him right out with his pure chimp strength. He defined that technique. I mean, it's a technique that I use to this day. I, I can't believe this. I, I just can't believe this. Well, it's fine. A chimp can rip teeth out with their uh, strength. Well, why would Dr. Buttons lie to me? Why would someone teaching a class at university lie and fill my head full of crazy ideas? Doesn't make any sense. An education I paid for, and they're just there brainwashing and indoctrinating me. <laughs> You've been listening to The Dan and Jordan Show right here on gradio.ca. Edmonton's best local station. If you want to be entertained for 15 minutes more, stick around. I never thought there'd come a time where I'd have to be concerned about a mummy roaming the land. An undead person wrapped in rags. Yet here we are, trapped in this museum with a mummy on the loose. I know, I know. You don't have to keep harping on it. I said the incantation I saw on the scroll, and the mummy came to life. What do you want me to say? I take ownership of that. Of the mummy? You take ownership? You adopted a mummy. No, I didn't adopt it. I mean, I did donate to the museum, so 
in a way, I kind of helped finance the mummy even being here in the first place. It's going to create a lot of dust. That's all you'll be doing, dusting. You're sitting here worried about the dust? This mummy's going to come out and rip us apart. Well, sure, that'll be bad, too. I mean, we are going to have to clean up the dust. You're right. That is a concern we should have. I just want to prioritize that a little bit lower than being ripped apart. Well, I'm just thinking of the future, that's all. Okay, that's fair. You're assuming we're going to survive this. That's a good attitude. That's a good attitude. <laughs> yeah, I assume we survive this. We get the mummy home. It's calm. Creates a lot of dust. We don't want to take it to our home. Well, I thought we would befriend it and and defend ourselves that way. A mummy's not a good monster to befriend. You don't want to befriend a mummy. You want to befriend like a wolf man or something. We can't hug a wolf. Not until you tame him. You can pet a wolf. Listen, if you became a wolf man tomorrow, it's not like you'd just hate me immediately. You can pet a wolf if you sneak up from behind. If actually if I became a wolf man, I might hate you because you don't what? you don't like to keep the blinds open on a full moon. And I'd enjoy that. Well it's spooky and there's wolf men out there. I don't want them to know there's somebody in the house. Ripe for the eaten. That's a good point. I'd never eat you if I was a wolf man. Though. See, that's if what I'm saying. A, if I was a mummy though. I wouldn't be thinking. Exactly. Your brains have been ripped out by a hook. And that's what I would need is brains for sustenance. So I think a mummy is the worst, the worst kind of creature to have in our house. Do you think, what about a Dracula? Do you think an intelligent person smells better to a mummy than you or I? Probably. Because their brain's been all fattened up. Or would it be leaner? Maybe a dumb person's brain is fatter, therefore juicier. Well, I hate to even go down this route, but what about a child's brain? It'd be like veal to these things. Gosh, they're animals. They're animals. They're just ridiculous. Mummies. They're out of control. Okay, listen. I said the incantation. If the mummy comes, I'll give him my brain, okay? You're assuming the mummy is not going to want my brain, I guess. You're saying you're just going to volunteer no matter what. This yeah. is a great way for us to find out who's smarter. Which one does the zombie go for? It's not a zombie. It's a mummy. Well, it's kind of the same thing. It's I guess they are both walking with dead. Rags. They're both shambling around searching for brains, I guess. Really, at that point, what? why even bother making the distinction at that point? Or maybe mummies are specific to the land of Egypt. An Egyptian zombie or maybe a mummy is a different thing. We're going to offend some mummies because we don't know the answer. When they're ripping us apart, maybe we'll ask them. Yeah, okay? we should. Let's get his opinion. I'd like to know how he'd like to be referred to. I guess we don't want to offend. That's fair. No, but... we do not want to offend a zombie. You think being cursed by a zombie is bad? See, but you're just calling them zombie all over the place. I think they'd prefer mummy, if anything. That's what they're traditionally known as. It's a mummy's curse, not a zombie's curse. I just think that maybe we should get away from this place, you know, run away. Maybe we befriend, you know, a Frankenstein or whatever. But I don't think a mummy is the right call here. I do not think that's the right call. Now, running is good because mummies... They shamble. They do shamble. Kind of a shuffle, really. A shuffle. Shuffle shamble. Or shimmy, even, you might say. It's up to you what nomenclature you want to use here. And running could be useful. But I'm also kind of, well, how do we say? Fat. Yeah, so, I know, me too. Running's kind of low on my list of mm, understood of options. I'd prefer maybe we could just like outweigh him, but I think he's probably going to be able to outweigh us. I think so. He's been kind of waiting around for you know thousands, thousands of years, years here yeah. now. Yeah, we can outthink him. We can outthink him. We do have the brains if we combine both our brains together. What's a food that tastes better than brains? Well, everything, I guess. Yes, I, I mean I've really eaten much brains. Get him to try food. He hasn't had it in thousands of years. Think about how much better food probably tastes now. Hmm, that's a very good point. Better than brains. Maybe he's never known anything other than brains on his palate. Well, I've never been able to eat just one potato chip. Me neither, it's crazy. Hey, that's how we got where we are, right? <laughs> exactly. Who's a mummy to refuse a salty snack? I do have some chips on me, obviously. 
I got my walking chips. Yeah, for, on your shirt, some yeah, crumbs. Yeah. Which are pretty much full size chips yeah, the way you eat. Walking chips, like I said, when I'm walking around. I just Crunchy. got smeared chocolate and butter. The mummy could probably also help with that problem. Could rip off a little bit of the mummy's cloth. Dab you wipe that up. up. Yeah, you this wipe up the stain. Napkin. Well, then, I mean, we can shuffle. That's kind of how we get around. Yeah, so a waddle, we, I've heard it called. Say we keep this mummy close. Constant supply of napkins. Good point. But what's under the rags? There's got to be a finite supply, right? You don't think he's all rags under there? I've never seen a zombie, a nude one. I mean, a, a mummy. I've never seen a nude one either. You'd think that'd be a niche. You think that'd be something somebody's seen? Well, I'm sure somebody's seen it. Well, I guess most people aren't boneheaded enough to say the incantation, right? Boneheaded. See, that could be one of their phrases. You don't want to upset this thing. No, that's true. Call him a bonehead. I feel like the museum bears some of the blame here because they did have the scroll that said, do not read incantation on it. No, no, no. We... What am I going to do other than read the incantation? They also had a big old ad said, come see the cursed zombie. So, I mean, that's true. it's kind of our fault. That was a bit of a scandal for them. Everybody was expecting it to say cursed mummy. This is why they got me all twisted up as to what I know, to that's, call it. That's the press. That's the press's fault. That's not your fault. You don't want to watch any of that stuff. You know, honestly, I'm getting kind of sick of waiting around for this cursed mummy to even come back. Well, this is what you're dealing with when you're dealing with a shuffle. This is the cursed part, is the waiting. It's worse Ugh, than any... It's almost any... like, you know, take my brain already. Let's get this over with. Well, I'm sure he'll be here soon. He's probably looking at all the art in the museum. There's a lot of good stuff here, actually. Think about it. You've been locked away for thousands of years. You wake up, suddenly you're around a whole bunch of art. You're not going to look? I would look. And dinosaur bones? They didn't know about any of that stuff back then. Can you imagine? Yeah. Just enjoying yourself, you know, just taking it all in. As you know, it's a full moon tonight. I think that we should probably not be near any open windows in the museum here. Okay. There's just a lot of, a lot in of case glass. we miss the beautiful glance no, of a full moon. No, in case moon. a wolfman comes around, obviously. A wolfman is a much greater threat to us than a mummy at this point, honestly. You don't know that. Well, we've been standing here yakking about a mummy for like six minutes, and the fact is, no mummies have made an appearance. But I definitely have seen a few shadows across the rooftops. Well, yeah, but you're going to get shadows wherever there's candlelight and these candles flicker. That's true. And I mean, I do tend to attribute all shadows to a wolfman when the moon gets full. Yeah. In my own mind, I guess. That's my own bias. You know, if you visited the place where the wolfmen come from, then maybe you might not feel that way about wolfmen anymore. Have you ever spent time in the Transylvanian countryside? Well, that's crazy, hey? You think of Transylvania, you think Dracula's, but... Full but I never men. realized that Transylvania, you had a lot of wolfmen either. That's it's 90, wild. It's 90% wolfmen now. Wow. Yeah. You know, it's easier to be a wolfman than it is to be a Dracula, because with a Dracula, you're like fighting with all these other powerful counts. Whereas with a wolfman, anybody can be a wolfman. Yeah, there's no politics in the wolfman world. Just a wolf, that's it. Yeah, you're not dealing with counts and dukes and whatever other titles these Draculas have. That's got to be tough for wolfmen in a way, because... As you get better at your job, the more you, you know, convert other people into wolfmen, the more wolfmen there are around competing for wolfmen, suddenly everybody in the world has to either be bitten by a wolfman or a wolfman themselves. I mean, it just seems like an untenable system. Mummies, too. We can only dig up a finite amount of these things, you know? Then we're just going to be back to zombies. Yeah, back to zombies. You know, Sea Captain, when you said that you were the, the best one to hire, to kill this shark. I believed you. I believed you. When the rest of the town said no, he's going to fail. And now here we are. A shark corpse before your very eyes. Yes. And you want to know how did he do it? I am curious. How did a man known only as Sea Captain 
Best the Mighty Shark of Shark River. I'll let you in on a little secret. There was somebody inside of it. It was a fake shark. A what? A fake shark had been terrorizing Shark River. Fake shark. The first thing that led me to believe this, sharks don't swim in rivers. That's not their natural habitat. My God, you're right. They're usually an ocean creature. Can't believe I missed that. Everybody in town missed it for 25 years. They've been attributing every murder in Shark River to this shark. This shark has been terrorizing this town. Terrorizing it. I've been doing everything I can. To try to stop it. Try to stop it. Try to keep the people safe. Well, I wish you would have called me in earlier. There's two ways we can spin this story, okay? We can spin it that the mayor helps stop the killer shark of Shark River and the town is safe. Or we don't tell the people at all. And let them believe that the shark is still, still out, out there. Still out there, swimming free. You're asking me to cover up a crime, Sea Captain. Yes, I am. And as a chief of police, I would never do that, except for today. You'll be mayor by this time next year. We cut to one year later. Well, I'm sorry your campaign failed. I <laughs> it was a terrible failure. I voted for you, I really thought. I know you did. You know, I think it's because these people aren't afraid of anything. They don't believe that there's a threat out there worth rallying together I for. I told you we should have not have told them that the shark of Shark River is dead. Thought we agreed we were going to tell them that the, nothing happened and the shark was still out there. And then you let it slip. Somebody made a shark joke at dinner and you just like... <laughs> it was funny. And then you had to reveal that the shark of Shark River was dead and you well, were the one who killed it. I thought everyone would want to hear a funny story. You didn't even give me credit for killing it. It was a funny story the way you told it. Thank you. You were riding a surfboard and you bonked into its head. And then the shark just died out of embarrassment. Yeah. It's a good story. Now, here's the thing. This town needs a threat. A real threat. Are you asking me what I think you're asking? Are you asking me to become the new shark of Shark River? I was going to do it, but if you're going to volunteer, then sure. Well, I can't ask the chief of police to become a shark. You were almost mayor of this town. I was. Then I was cast out. If more than 1% of the town would have voted for you, Mr. Mayor, I think you would have been mayor. And yes, I'm calling you Mr. Mayor in my mind still. You're still my mayor. Let's find us a shark. Let's find us a shark. Let's find a real shark to put in Shark River. Yeah. That's what we'll do. Give him a taste of what a shark does. One week later. Uh, it turns out that not only do sharks not usually swim in the river, they, in fact, die rather quickly in rather a river quickly. environment. Dry drown. So, unfortunately, the terror of Shark River was more that dead shark washing up. Which was terrifying to watch. It was terrifying, yeah. Terrifying. I didn't like it. Probably terrifying for the animal. It's in a new environment, doesn't know what's going on. That's kind of how I feel. I feel like we kind of dropped the ball on that. As a sea yeah. captain, realms of the sea kind of are my domain. I feel like that's my responsibility. No, I, I you know, as the chief of police, I, I've spent a, a, an amount of time near water. So I should have known better about sharks, I guess. We all should have known better. You know what? Let's move to a new town. A town that doesn't know about the shark. <laughs> we cut to a new town. Well, sea captain. It's a good town. It's a good town. It's landlocked, so no water for me to really do any sea captain stuff in. But No, that's true. And very little crime rate, so not much call for the chief of police. No. Guess we could open a restaurant. Thank you for listening to another half hour of completely made up material right here on the Dan and Jordan Show on gradio.ca. Edmonton's best local station. Always unscripted, always fun. 
always good improv. Speaking of good improv, you can follow us there on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Get some pictures, see a funny quip, write something to us. We'll have some fun with it.